It means seeing your flaws, accepting them, and realizing I can do better. So these are just a few thoughts to think about on this podcast. So welcome to Winning with Trevor. I appreciate your ears, your minds, and the time that you spend contemplating how you can be successful. So welcome to the podcast Winning with Trevor. Your no BS guide to self-improvement, personal development, overcoming your midlife crisis, avoiding it, your preventative methodology to make sure you are still currently engaged with life, the art of living, in a truly phenomenal manner. Because when it comes down to it, the quality of life is determined by how much you invest into life itself and to be engaged with it. So many times we go through life as this passenger. We're just kind of riding the train from A to B. We're not really putting that effort into determining what our trajectory is because we feel everybody else, they got to be the conductor. It's not us. It's, it's not us that has the power. It's the person at the front of the bus. But that's a false dichotomy because the thing is, everything we do and say starts to map out these patterns that we fall into that we unconsciously start to align our whole belief systems with about what we feel is a certainty about a particular type of situation, a chain of events, if this, then that. We have this belief system of limitations because we're taught to be powerless. We're taught that we don't really have a choice. It's human nature. We're just meant to be greedy, and there's nothing we can do about it. It's human nature, but that's also very false. There are many studies that have shown the interconnectedness of interdependent relationships being prevalent in you know, prehistoric times in the hunting and gathering phases of mankind and womankind. It is quite incredible how much in groups below 150 Human beings have a natural sense of checks and balances for one person not getting too greedy, but when that population density gets beyond 150, suddenly it's harder to have a personal relationship and keep track. Well, that's neither here nor there. We could go down a quite a long rabbit hole there. The point is, you insist upon your beliefs and such they will be. You insist upon your limitations and such they will be. It's all about the kind of basic assumptive power that we bring to the table. We tend to feel like assumptions are facts even before they're made. I mean, you can consider the reputations of any Hollywood celebrity. As soon as an accusation is made, it's like it's done. Nail in the coffin. doesn't matter if it's true. It's already been said. The same thing goes for court cases. When you see you know, a very talented prosecutor make a case against the defense, all they have to do is put a thought an idea, in the mind of the jury, an assumption about the nature of that defendant, an assumption about the nature of those type of people, and instantly you have a foregone conclusion. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that because this is a very, very vital and crucial turning point in the logic and reasoning, or lack thereof, within human beings. And it definitely points to a deficiency in our current theme, which is self-awareness. So, you know, we want to explore that, but just 
For new listeners tuning in right now, this is Trevor, Winning with Trevor, your no BS guide to self-improvement, and we have four maxims here. First being, really, what it comes down to is success. I want to feel, at the end of the day, I have been successful in how I've interacted with other people. The idea and this concept of success as more than a material acquisition is kind of part of the narrative of this podcast is really, 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 really tuning in to the sense of what does it mean to be a successful human being, a complete human being? What does it truly mean to complete yourself, to evolve your emotions, to become aware and cognizant and compassionate in how you lead your life? How does that manifest in your identity? How does that manifest in your sense of success? That's truly something that we're focusing on in this podcast is the sense of being successful as a result of intentional actions, intentional thoughts, and intentional feelings rather than just the the runoff on the side of the highway medium of the nonstop cars of our impulses, to make a clunky analogy, it's really worth investing because we get a return on that investment when we invest in ourselves, in our capacity to expand our capacity in the human range of emotions for feeling sympathy, feeling compassion, being able to reciprocate emotions and actions, being able to have healthy emotional relationships with our family members, to have healthy emotional relationships with our peers, our business associates, and all else. So success is a huge thing because it's not really instructed when we're young. We're not really taught to identify success with the person we become in the process. That's why you have a bunch of lonely, rich people that haven't spent that time that they spent developing business skills, also developing social skills, also developing friendship skills, also developing healthy emotions and a sense of understanding the human heart. That's the kind of stuff that's priceless, yet I'm dropping these jewels for you because this world needs more superheroes. This world needs more people like you out there doing your part, making a difference without expectation of repayment, but because you care that we live in a world where children can look up to their adults as role models, not be ashamed, but to be proud of the world we are creating together. So success is a big one. Happiness is the next maxim. Happiness is is a byproduct of the inner work that you do on yourself. It is also a natural state. Look at a squirrel running around on a telephone wire. There's a lot of squirrels in my neighborhood. Um, Look at them. Look at their joyful little designer rodent faces. They're so happy because they're not trying to be happy. You ever ask a dog, hey, what's your secret? Are you so happy? Dog's not going to answer you because it's not a state of trying. It's not a state of effort. Their happiness is a, is a perpetual state of being in the now, constantly being present and appreciating. Dogs are one of the most appreciative animals you're ever going to find. 
They appreciate everything you do. And if only we had some of that appreciation to spread around to our fellow human beings, I think the world would be a better place. Not, 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 not saying I like dogs better than cats, because I like cats better, but there are lessons to be learned in that artless, selfless love that animals have and share with human beings. We could learn something from that. We could definitely learn something from that. I think there's something called bioluminescence. That's a whole other topic. But So, really, when we are truly happy, it's not because we've spent 16 hours, you know, hauling concrete cinder blocks from the pit of despair. You know, it may take work for some people more than others if we're overcoming emotional trauma or severely, intensely emotional, you know, events. Yeah, not not saying that some people don't have more work to do than others. There are some people that are fairly well adjusted. They just need a few tweaks. Some people need a complete facelift. Figure out if the beliefs they have right now and the values they held from where they adopted them from are actually worth keeping if you need to redesign an entire new system. That's what I did. I, I designed my entire new system of values because everything passed down from my dad for the most part, was useless when it came to healthy emotional relationships with other people. And here we are today. But happiness really is, is, is a gift of, of being present. Part of it is awareness of the present moment. I think that it's integral that we cultivate that ability to truly be present. And when we're really present, we're really here, we're not dancing in the future in our thoughts or the past, but we're really right here right now. It's easier to notice things and be appreciative of that and, and find that happiness. But that is only two of the four maxims. The next one is personal responsibility. you got to have responsibility for the emotions that you feel, the direction that your life is headed in, and what you've done so far to either damage yourself or help yourself succeed. And to candidly and honestly admit to yourself what you're doing to fuck up your life. And, you know, it's all real talk. you got to own up. You got a man up. You got a woman up. You got to pull your britches up and say, okay, I'm done drinking the Kool Aid of my own bullshit. It's time to be successful in life. It's time to make those hard decisions, chase after those dreams, and use fear as my GPS to navigate where I need to do some work to overcome rather than being paralyzed, as some are, but to truly find ourselves. And make that big step. One step for man. One huge step for mankind. And that's progress. But you can't make progress if you're blaming your life on other people, your parents, the past, circumstances, poverty, income level. You know, I mean, I grew up on the streets. I grew up without a home for a lot of my coming of age years. And I'd use that excuse a whole bunch to not try harder, to not do better. Oh, well, I'm poor. Well, I'm broke. Oh, well, I'm homeless. Oh, well, I'm on Medicaid. Oh, well, you know, I'm doing the best I can, but this is the kind of child that I had. You know, yeah, we go through stuff. And my heart goes out to you. If you had any kind of childhood like the kind I had, and you had to overcome the amount of emotional and physical abuse I had to, my heart goes out to you. It sucks. Don't make that your soapbox to always leap upon and prevent yourself from succeeding because 
All you want to do is dwell on the bad shit. It's easy to get stuck in that. Ask anyone who survived some crazy ass shit. You want to replay it and you want to use it as your excuse not to try harder to succeed because honestly, deep down, you don't feel like you deserve to succeed. But you do. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Evidence. Case in point. You are here to succeed. But you got to take that personal responsibility for yourself. You know, it's kind of two parts. Part of it is personal responsibility to other people. Kind of saying, you know what? I feel like I deserve your respect. I feel like I deserve your friendship. I feel like I deserve your love. Let me take responsibility for the person I'm being because I respect the love you're giving me. So I'm going to take responsibility. The other part is to yourself. Why give yourself the short shaft? Why give yourself less than what you deserve? Why accept a mediocre life? Why settle when you can do so much more? Now, I think there's some mixed messages here because a lot of advertisements try to get you hooked on the, the newest Yukon, the newest you know Escalade, uh, the newest Gucci, whatever. And they're like, why settle for less than a $30,000 ring? You really deserve a $100,000 ring. I think, you know, it's just bullshit about, you know, material acquisition. Not that it isn't cool to have nice things. I support that. I support people living comfortable lifestyles, but also not at the cost of emotional health. And I think, you know, why settle? It's not the kind of rat race why settle that I'm speaking of. What I'm speaking of is more specific to the efforts you make to become a better person and to say, why settle for just half-assing this attempt to really try to be better? Why settle for that? Why not try a little harder, do a little better, and reap the benefits of a higher quality life that gives you more, right? Because that's what it's all about. It's playing the long game, not just doing the short-term bullshit that shoots you in the foot for now, you know, but you have a short burst of excitement. Then what what happens? Ten years, you're still working the same dead-end job at a fucking call center, <laughs> getting yelled at on the phone. What's changed? Not really much, because you haven't changed. Once you make that change, everything else in your life changes. You know, I had uh, dinner with my mother today, and one of the things she mentioned uh, is that she noticed at a point in my life when I made a change inside, and I decided to start respecting other people and validating their feelings, and that I made a change and decided to be a better person, and how she saw everything else in my life improve after that decision was made inside of myself. And it's true. Our inside reflects the outside. But you have to take personal responsibility for the person you are being right now. You have to have that honesty, that real humility to, to face yourself. We are the biggest bad guy. We're, we're the biggest never-ending story wolf in the cave to ourself. We are. Because... We're afraid to face the fact that we might need some work. But you got to give yourself a tune-up. you got to rotate those tires. got to get yourself back in the self-improvement shop of winning with Trevor to come out brand new gleaming for your next adventure. And so the last maxim <laughs> in this never-ending recap of what the maxims are every podcast with a longer explanation each time, uh, series is self-awareness. And so, in specific, 
for the last half of this podcast, I wanted to get into specifically the their personal responsibility and self-awareness, to use the last two maxims as kind of a thematic starting point, launching point for the discussion today. And it's really important to remember how our assumptions of how people are play a huge role in our ability to healthily interact with other people. We don't often realize how much what we assume plays into how healthy or really how unhealthy our social interactions are with other people because we tend to operate... I mean, it's easy to say based on instinct, but I wouldn't even glorify it enough to say instinct. I think human beings have lost that killer instinct and that also sense of just animalistic instinct a long time ago. Uh, There is a sense, though, of entitlement that comes with assumptions that I'm going to assume I know this person better than they know themselves because there's a few exterior features or actions I'm going to base an entire evaluation about this person on. And that's, that's false. Just like that meme from The Office, that's false. Uh, with the guy with the glasses. But So I'll give you maybe a real-life example. You know, Garrett's always talking about Tell more stories, Trevor. All right, where's the story? I was going to go on a date uh, recently, and I got stood up. And so the first instinct that I had to think was, wow, this person obviously doesn't have any respect for me at all because she didn't bother to spend three seconds just texting to cancel or do, you know, replan or whatever. And so, you know, part of me was kind of like, wow, this, what does that say about what they think about me? But then I switched it up because I'm always applying, you know, what I, what I talk about, practice what I preach. Uh, and I was like, well, let me think about this. What's another way to view this? I was like, well, what if this person has really poor communication skills and I'm just seeing a symptom of that rather than something really aimed at me personally? Maybe this is just a reflection of this this person's lack of, of skills for communicating. Maybe they have some relationship issues in the past that I'm just kind of seeing the symptoms of. And it's not really something at all to do with me. Nothing. I'm not even part of the conversation. Literally. <laughs> but also as far as the reason why. So like, all right. Yeah, that sounds feasible. It's It's a better assumption than just assuming it was something personal, right? So... I chose not to assume that. And uh, I texted and I was like, hey, hope you have a really great day. It's beautiful outside. Uh, You know, apologies if I was too forward asking you out, but it's, you know, it's a beautiful day outside. Please enjoy it. Toodles. Okay, I didn't say toodles, but the point is, is it was completely devoid of resentment. There was no assumptions in it. Just relaxed. Turns out she was sick. You know, she uh, came down with something. And uh, she thought she'd already told me, but in her days of, of sickness, had not. So we've, we've rescheduled. But I guess, you know, younger Trevor wouldn't have made that kind of peace offering, neutral text. It would have already been like, yeah, you're one of those people. You obviously did this for this reason. Done. Judge and jury, sealed. That's not a good way to go through life. 
We have so many opportunities to give people the benefit of the doubt. We have so many opportunities to truly empathize with where other people come from. It's so important to make use of these empathy skills, make use of our ability to expand our heart beyond the narrow range of just the assumptions that we're led to believe because it's easier. Yes, it's easier to write off people. You drive a truck, you must be a bubba. That's why you cut me off. Not because your wife is going into labor at the hospital. <laughs> you see, like, there's a, whole, there's a whole story behind everyone. Everyone's got a story. As they go through life, there's all types of things that lead to people behaving the way they behave. And I'm not saying that every single person deserves a free pass if they're truly unkind to you and have hurt you. There's some not healthy relationships out there. There's abusive relationships, emotionally and otherwise, out there, unfortunately. That's part of the world that we live in at this point in time. And, you know, get out of that. Don't, don't accept that. But at the same time, for things that aren't that extreme. For your everyday life, it's so good to give people the chance to just be themselves and not have to always defend themselves against an imagined offense or resentment that you have when you're assuming things. I think in Five Tools for Successful Relationships, uh, which you can get a copy of at trevorwgoodchild.com slash free gift, there's uh, a point when I go into talking of what it's like uh, sitting downtown and seeing people walk by and the different clothes that they wear you know, whether someone looks like they're very rich or very poor, we tend to make these automatic assumptions based on what people look like about who they are. And we, we kind of cut ourselves off from the wealth of information that comes by not assuming. You know, maybe in the CIA they train you on this kind of stuff to really look for other things and other signs of how to judge a person. I don't know, not in the CIA. But there's so much more, I guess, that I think people have to offer than the service level assumptions. You know, there's people that have targeted me uh, in the past because they've made assumptions about who I am without ever really knowing me. People that don't even know me that well because they, they feel like I would be a good target to, I guess, get all their unresolved childhood issues out on. I don't know. I don't know why people sometimes lash out to try to hurt people that have done nothing to them. But it happens. Unfortunately, it does. You just got to establish clear boundaries, make your peace, keep your distance, not involve those people in your life, in your inner circle. And, you know, be strong. Don't be hesitant on that. You know, no means no. Can't let other people in your life that are uh, abusing your relationship. But when I walk down the street now, I try to look for opportunities to celebrate people that I see. I try to look for opportunities to really lift people up and to celebrate them. I see a, a mother with her child and I'm like, wow, that baby loves that mother. That's so beautiful. I'm very happy for them. That's a beautiful moment. People are crossing the street wearing business suits downtown, caught up in their conversation about whatever probably social media giant they work for. And I look for a reason to celebrate them. Wow, I really like that, that outfit. I really like the way 
their dynamic is exchanging back and forth. They're disagreeing but agreeing. They're exploring new opportunities and new ways to solve this issue. They're collaboratively discussing this. That's beautiful. I love that. You know, there's so many things to appreciate about other people. It's really, really, really good to nurture that feeling because I think, I guess, going back to uh, my mother's observation, right, old Trevor, right, old Trevor, I would look for reasons to, uh, I guess, complain about people or, or diss people. I would, you know, kind of walk down the street and be like, oh, that guy, I bet he gentrified a historic home on the east side. Well, that woman, but all she does is buy expensive things and use men for money. Well, that person, you know, I mean, it was, God, it was bad. It sucked to be around me back then. And I apologize to everyone who was. My bad. Retroactively, my bad. I changed. You know, I decided to switch up that vibe because it doesn't give anything back to you to nurture resentment. It doesn't give anything back to you to nurture these negative assumptions about other people, why not assume positively? Wow, that's powerful. If you go into every situation truly assuming the best from people, now this is not trying to buy something on Facebook Marketplace at 3 a.m. in the morning in a dark alley and assuming the best out of someone. Okay, use your common sense. There, there are moments when you got to use pragmatic judgments. But aside from sketchy Facebook marketplace deals at 3 a.m. in the morning and things of that nature. Assume the best. Assume people really have your interests at heart and assume that if there is a falling out anywhere between you and the other person, maybe it's just miscommunication. Maybe you have different definitions for the same exact thing and if you are defining the same exact thing in a different way, there's bound to be a little mix-up about what you actually mean. But sort it out. Don't assume the worst. I mean, look at rap beefs. Often people beef over bullshit. That is, it was even a misheard statement that wasn't even real. There's no point in that. It takes energies, sometimes lives. It makes families sad because they lose a child because of some argument they got into and it was a misunderstanding and they both agreed in the first place, right? Stuff, it goes, it goes deep how far people sometimes tend to take resentment when they misunderstand something or they assume something ahead of time. Well, let's reverse the polarity on that. Let's change that magnetism. Let's change that intention inside. Why don't you go at least one day a week? Make that your winning with Trevor goal is go one day a week. If that, I mean, if you could do more, do more. But let's just start start small, go one day a week assuming the best from everyone you interact with and strangers that you don't meet. Assume the best. Assume they have your good intentions at heart. Assume they're good people doing good things. Because here's the thing. Even if you're wrong, and even if that person is having a bad day, maybe they don't feel like they're as good as you're imagining them to be, two big things will happen. One, if you are interacting with the people that you're making these good assumptions about, they feel that. They feel that from you. They feel that 
belief in their goodness coming from you. It's an unconscious thing. I'm sure we could even break it down to some kind of gigahertz frequency of thought and emotion of a certain resonance quality if you want to get real empirical. I'm, I'm pretty certain you could break it down to a resonant frequency change. Uh, I've read studies about things like this. It's pretty fascinating how thoughts can be measured and feelings can be measured in energetic you know, computations. But it's just a feeling people get. You know, if you're in a room with someone and they kind of don't like you, you kind of get that vibe. Same thing if you go to a party and you meet someone and you just sink. You click with that person and it's like, wow, where have you been? And you just start talking. It's because of that acceptance they already have of you, that, that they're projecting, that you feel you're reciprocating that. Well, be proactive now. Extend that acceptance to people that you don't know people that you normally wouldn't extend it to, or anyone. Good assumptions. Assume good things about people inside. Your mind, your thoughts, your hearts, your feelings. Assume those good things. Project that forward. Walk through your life. Pick one day out of the week and just assume all the best things about everyone you see all day long. So there's two important things that will happen. One, they will feel those good vibes from you and they will reciprocate. And if they don't reciprocate and they're, they were tending to want to be more of an a-hole, it's going to throw their juju off because they're going to feel like, oh, wait, they're not playing into this little negativity cycle game I got going on. They're doing something else next level. It's going to be harder for them to be as negative to you if you're just assuming the best from them. The second really important thing that's going to happen is you're going to build up this momentum inside you. You're going to build up this positive resonance inside you. It happens with anything that we focus on, that we spend time on. It's why monks meditate. It's why religious people pray. It's, it's why, you know, sports athletes and the Olympics visualize their success. When you focus on something and you focus on a thought, when you focus on a feeling, when you meditate on something long enough, it starts to manifest and it starts to show itself to you through other things. And that's kind of deep, right? So let's not go too far. But being able to hold that positive assumption towards other people and assuming the best from them, it improves your relationships with other people and it also improves your mood, which then improves your relationships with other people even better. And it also builds up that how would you say it? Residual stock positivity, your supplies of love, your, you know, Ghostbuster particle beam accelerator Egon pack to bust out those slimies of negativity into pure light. It's kind of an interesting metaphor, but I really wanted to let you know the power of assumptions, definitely something you can control. Another thing you can control is your hands, and you can type in trevorwgoodchild.com slash subscribe. Subscribe to my weekly newsletter. I get a bunch of really happy emails every Tuesday. I guess I say a bunch. It's once a week. And uh, do that. You can get my 5 Tools for Successful Relationships uh, ebook at trevorwgoodchild.com slash free gift. 
and also important, important PSA. Uh, I've started a new weekly show every single uh, Saturday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time on my Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash Trevor Goodchild, I-N-C. So no W in this one. It's just Trevor Goodchild, Inc. So facebook.com slash Trevor Goodchild, Inc. Every Saturday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Now please send me an email if you want me to cover a certain topic. If you want to know what I look like in person, live. This voice coming through your car speakers as you commute to work. Tune into my show. It's new. Uh, I'm going to eventually have some guests on there and do some guest interviews. Right now I'm just starting it out. And last week we talked about the Myths of Happiness. And I released a free ebook for Myths of Happiness, which you can get at trevorwgoodchild.com slash four myths. That's the number four, M-Y-T-H-S. You can grab yourself a copy there. It's a cute little ebook. It's like nine pages, but it reveals really huge life secrets about happiness and the myths about happiness. So snag yourself a copy. Read it while you're drinking coffee. And tune into my show coming up this next Saturday at 6 p.m. Central. And again, if you like a certain topic to be covered, feel free to message me on my Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Trevor Goodchild INC. And I'll be happy to consider the topics and perhaps cover some of them or even make a special ebook about them um, if it seems like it's really relevant and a lot of demand is, is up. Well, that concludes another episode of Winning with Trevor, your no BS guide to self-improvement. I look forward to seeing and hearing from you all next week. Thanks for joining my tribe, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and weekend as this year rapidly approaches the end of this year. Crazy as it seems. I hope you have your New Year's resolutions lined up and actionable steps for changing your life. It means seeing your flaws, accepting them, and realizing I can do better. So these are just a few thoughts to think about on this podcast. This is Winning with Trevor, signing off. Appreciate your ears, your minds, and the time that you spend contemplating how you can be successful.